Welcome to the My World, My Time podcast. In this series, I'm traveling back in time to interview historical figures who have made a positive difference in the world. Have you ever thought you were completely committed to something until suddenly it got harder than you anticipated? In this episode, we're going to talk with a man whose relentless commitment brought freedom to thousands and changed the course of history. This is episode two, William Wilberforce. We're on air in three, two, one. Today is February 22nd, 1807 and we're in London to interview William Wilberforce, leader for the abolition of the slave trade in the British Empire. Welcome, Mr. Wilberforce, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. It's my pleasure. Well, you might not be so thankful by the time we're through. I warn you that I am capable of talking forever on this subject. (laughs) That's okay with me. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Can you start by sharing a little bit about your background? (laughs) This will probably disappoint you, But I was just like every other young man of great wealth and very little sense. (laughs) I wasted a great deal of my college education in playing cards, dancing, dining, and drinking. What about after college? Naturally, I ran for Parliament. (laughs) The first years in Parliament, I did nothing. Nothing I mean to any good purpose. Applause and my own fame were more important to me than anything else at that time. Uh, What was it that changed? Me. I am the one who changed. Through much reading and reflection, I rediscovered God, and suddenly I was no longer content with only living up to my potential in a half-hearted sort of way. Once I felt the love of God in my life, I wished to be faithful to my convictions, no matter the cost. No matter the cost. I like that, but, but it's easier said than done, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. But if we give up when things become harder than we anticipated... That wouldn't be true commitment, would it? No, I guess not. But sometimes things happen that force you to quit, don't they? Do they? I believe there is very little, other than death, that can actually stop us from doing what we are truly committed to achieving. Circumstances may make it harder to accomplish our goals, but they do not make it impossible if we are willing to make the sacrifices necessary to overcome them. I've heard that not everyone was happy with your new religion. (laughs) Some have even said that religion has turned you into a fanatic. Fanatic? Well, if to be alive to the sufferings of my fellow creatures and to have the desire to relieve their sufferings is to be a fanatic, then yes, I am one of the most incurable fanatics ever to be permitted to roam at large. (laughs) Was it that desire to relieve the sufferings of others that brought you to fight so strongly against the slave trade? I simply had to fight against such cruelty and inhumanity. For those unfamiliar with the Slave Trade Act, um, can you tell us a little bit more about it? For the past 300 years, the British Empire has been involved in capturing over 4 million Africans and selling them as slaves in the Americas and the West Indies. Quite simply put, We are trying to make this appalling trade illegal throughout the British Empire. It has been a long road, but tomorrow Parliament will be voting on the Slave Trade Act again. 
hopefully for the last time. What do you mean? I first introduced the bill to abolish the slave trade in 1789. It was easily defeated. So the next year, I introduced it again, but with the same result. And the next year, and the next, and the next, and so on. We have been working towards this for 20 years. But each time I have introduced the bill, it has been defeated. 20 years? Isn't the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? <laughs> By that definition, I must seem insane indeed. <laughs> but no, we didn't exactly do the same thing each time. In between each vote, we did everything we could to demonstrate the evils of slavery. While I was the voice of our cause in Parliament, Thomas Clarkson worked tirelessly amongst the people to gain support for the cause. We gathered evidence of the inhumanity and greed of the slave traders, calling on the conscience of the British people to revolt at such barbarous behaviour. We even started a petition and took it all over the country, gathering signatures. Well, that's a lot of work. I hear it's taken a toll on your health as well, isn't that right? The doctors don't know what it is precisely, only that it is a severe pain in my stomach that can be brought on by too much stress. Um, like the stress of fighting against the slave trade? <laughs> well, yes, that would be quite a good example. <laughs> You've been at this for 20 years. You've given it everything you could and continued on and on until even your own health has suffered. If anyone has the excuse to stop trying, it's you. No. Once you know something, you become responsible for that knowledge. You can choose to look away, but you can never again say that you did not know. I know the horrible truths behind slavery. I have seen it with my own eyes, and I refuse to look away. But how do you keep going, though, when the fight is causing you so much pain, both physically and emotionally? Don't you want to give up sometimes? Yes. Yes, of course I do. We all feel like we want to give up at times, like we have bitten off more than we can chew. Or that the goal we have set for ourselves is beyond our reach. It can be very tempting to give in and stop fighting. So, what gets you over those moments? The secret lies in being able to think beyond the difficulties of the present moment and consider a more far-reaching perspective. For example, I believe that God has given each one of us the ability and opportunity to help those around us. When I die... I want to say I use my opportunities to bring happiness to others, not to secure my own comfort. You have sacrificed so much of your life to help others. Don't you think you have the right to be happy too? That is the most beautiful part of it all. You see, when we work towards the happiness of others, it contributes to our own happiness as well. Are you saying that all of the stress and work you've gone through uh, to fight against the slave trade has actually made you happy? Ah, well, that depends entirely upon your definition of happiness. This struggle has been one of the most difficult and draining experiences of my life. But there is a deep joy, a peace, if you will, that comes with fighting for the happiness and well-being of others. And when the slave trade is finally abolished, 
It will be the most deeply joyful moment of my life. What have other people said about your um, passion for this cause? (laughs) Have your family and friends been supportive? I have been talking endlessly about abolition and stubbornly presenting my bill year after year after year. (laughs) I have made such a nuisance of myself. It's a wonder I can stand my own company. (laughs) I have been mocked, ignored, and even threatened with treason by both strangers and friends. But on the other hand, the support and strength I have felt from a consistent few has given me strength I did not know I had. No wonder you're so exhausted. How did you manage to keep going in the times when it felt so hopeless? I know our cause is just. All I can do is persevere. I simply keep moving forward, doing all I can, trusting God to crown our efforts with success in his own due time. In his own due time. Do you think that will be tomorrow? At last, all the pieces are in place. It cannot fail. And what if it does fail? Then I will introduce the bill again. But... And again, and again, and again. Never... Never will we stop until we have wiped away the scandal and extinguished every trace of this bloody traffic. I will bring this bill forward as many times as I need, and I will not stop until the evils of the slave trade have been abolished. Oh, Mr. Wilberforce, what is it? Mm. No, are you it okay? Will pass. Mm. <clears throat> are you sure you're okay? Oh. I will be all right. We can stop if you need. Every night when I sleep, I see the distraught and terrified faces of the African slaves pleading for my help. They are our fellow men, and they are in indescribable pain. Pain deeper than I will ever feel. I have the chance to do something to stop that pain. And I cannot rest until it is finished. No matter the cost? No matter the cost. William Wilberforce, it has been an honor to speak with you today. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us, and thank you for your incredible commitment to this cause. We wish you all the best tomorrow. Thank you. It has been my very great pleasure. The next day, February 23, 1807, Parliament finally voted in favor of abolishing the slave trade. William Wilberforce listened with tears of joy streaming down his face. And when the official announcement was made, he was honored with the only standing ovation ever given in the British Parliament. For the rest of his life, William Wilberforce continued to fight for the happiness and well-being of others. He fought on behalf of such causes as single mothers, orphans, and better working conditions. He regularly gave large portions of his income to help the poor, and even helped start the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. In all he did, William Wilberforce followed his convictions, no matter the cost.
Thank you for listening to episode two of our new podcast series. There are more inspiring stories to come, so make sure you don't miss them by subscribing to our podcast today. For more information on My World, My Time and how you can make a difference, go to www.myworldmytime.org. Here you can sign up to receive all our blog posts, updates on my upcoming book, speaking engagements, and more. This is My World, My Time, reminding you to do something big or do something small, but do something to make a difference today.